We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. At Veterans Minimum, where you can find everything for the show. At the lame shows, where you can find me. What's going on? Welcome. Solo pod. Got some housekeeping notes. Got some stuff that I want to talk about and address as we move forward. So last week, fucked up. I had a podcast scheduled, but for some reason, the audio file didn't go up. So there was supposed to be a podcast on Friday. And then by the time I was able to get it up, A-E-L, on Saturday night, it was irrelevant. It was a UFC preview I had on and a couple of other things. So I apologize for that inconvenience because I did tell you guys that there was going to be three podcasts last week. And there's going to be three podcasts moving forward. So this one is a solo one because I had to reschedule my guest, the guest that you guys know really, really well. You'll be hearing him later this week. Voice crack, bedtime, congrats me. Okay. So, housekeeping notes to start. We're doing a people's podcast. It's been a while. We're bringing it back. Next week's episode is going to be a people's podcast. Send us your question at Veterans Minimum somewhere on social media. Either myself or one of the guys behind the scenes are going to get that question. We'll put it on a nice little file. Pop, pop, pop. Put it all in order and we'll answer those questions. If you're a member of Patreon, you get top priority if you send us a question. And we like those over the ones from Twitter and Instagram. We're going to answer those. I don't know why I'm going so fast. I'm out of breath because I had a tremendous workout today. Clanging and banging, baby. But yeah, it's been a while since we've done a people's podcast. And it's been a while since I did a solo pod too. But um, I'm excited for this one because there's some things that I saw over the weekend that upset me. And we'll get to those in a little bit of time. And we're going to tie in society and culture, the way our life is right now with an incident that happened over the weekend something i want to get off my chest but continuing with the housekeeping notes starting monday if you guys are familiar and i've been following both the show and myself on social media over the last couple of years the 32 and 32 series that i do on instagram that's coming back starting monday there'll be video clips of every single team doing a 32 and 32 and what the 32 and 32 is you know we talk about the division odds super bowl odds 
what their win total is, and a scheduling note or a marquee matchup to watch, usually about a minute long. But we're bringing those little clips to podcast form as well, doing 10 to 20-minute podcasts starting next week, at least three podcasts on the Patreon exclusively where we do a deep dive on every single team's addition, subtraction, storyline for the team, and an X factor that we think might be up and coming, maybe a player that's going to break out, or an X factor that might be a negative, right? Something along the lines of that nature as well. Now, we do do a division-wide preview where we kind of take the four teams from the division where we take a look at, let's just say, the NFC East, We'd look at Washington, Philly, Dallas, and the Giants, and we would give the biggest subtraction or addition from a division standpoint. Now, those podcasts are still going to be relevant, and we're going to bring those back too over the next couple of months every week, getting a division preview that'll lead us into the NFL preview show and then the regular season of the NFL. You know, it is the middle of June, so before you know it, we're about, we're about 10 weeks away from NFL, guys. So I'm pumped. I know you're pumped. This is where we shine. It's going to be a lot funner this year than years past. But we're going to be doing the Division Storyline podcast, but we're going to be doing a deeper dive on individual teams. And if you're a member of the Patreon and you want to hop on one of these, just reach out to me, man, and you want to talk about one particular team, we'll make that a Patreon exclusive as well to give you guys a little bit more perks and start to build that up some more. So, yeah, starting Next Monday, every single team is going to be talked about on a pod, whether with a guest or solo. And we'll also be getting the full division previews. So looking forward to that. Okay, Patreon roll call. Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Devin Rendon, Corey Johnson Hoops, Ryan Pisner, Jake Powers. For those of you that continue your streak, into the month of July, you'll be getting a free merch item moving forward. So, yeah, thank you all for supporting patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Okay. The biggest storyline of the weekend, and uh, I kind of want to just paint the picture a little bit as to what I was doing. So, when uh, Saturday, it was around noon, and I went over to the gym. And I had a tremendous workout planned, a plyo day, a lot more explosive stuff, trying to be an athlete like the old days. But it's probably my favorite workout of the week is my Saturday workout. Nice cap on the work week. It's my last of 12 workouts throughout the week with the jujitsu and all that shit that I do and the running. So I get to the gym. And I see my buddy Josh at the gym, go over there, say what up. Josh has been on the podcast. You guys are familiar with Josh. And the TV doesn't have the game on, which is Denmark and Finland in the Euro Cup. Euro Cup has been pretty dope thus far. Pretty much every team has played a game. I'm recording this prior to the Spain and Sweden game, which I'm excited for as well. But... I'm watching it on my phone and I do my little stretching. I do a little foam roller. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then I start doing my ladder drills, which is the agility ladder, the football ladder is more familiar for, for some of you to understand. And I missed the Christian Erickson incident 
alive. Like I didn't catch that. And unless honestly, like this is this was not just a soccer headline. This was just a sports and more of a of a worldwide life headline too. It dominated ESPN and dominated Fox Sports. It dominated everything. Even, you know, CNN showed it too. Let me just explain to you who Christian Eriksen is for those of you that might not know. 29 years old. He is by far the best player on Denmark. Alan and I on the preview show spotlighted Christian Eriksen as he is the be-all, end-all for the Danish team. Denmark playing their games in Copenhagen in Denmark. So essentially a home game. The opener of the Euro Cup for them against Finland. Expected to win. Big favorite. Minus 220 favorite heading into that game. And Christian Eriksen is their best player. Most notably known for his run at Tottenham. Hotspurs in the English Premier League being one of their better players for about five to six years. Made a name for himself in the EPL. Then he goes on and transfers to Inter Milan. Inter Milan, a historically powerhouse in Italy and in Europe. They've won Champions League. They've made deep runs. But they've kind of been sort of, I don't want to call them in a flux, but they haven't been like Juventus, right? Juventus have won seven of the last eight Serie A titles in Italy. But Inter was always a team that would have big names and big stars. And Ericsson, Christian Ericsson, always dreamed of playing at Inter, goes to Inter, and they end up winning the Serie A after a decade. And he's an important piece to their team's success. And around the 40th or 43rd minute of that game, he just collapses during the Euro 2020 opening match against Finland. And it wasn't a collapse of, oh, a non-contact injury that you see in sports where then you start saying to yourself, oh, dude might have blew out his knee or blown out an Achilles or some shit. Maybe he's hurt like that. But he kind of collapsed like he got sniped um, just face first. It was a throw in and he just collapsed face first. And immediately, immediately, all hell broke loose and... The players on Denmark ran over to him, created a protective wall, giving him space and and time to sort of collect himself. But the story got really bad and it got worse and worse. And then there was a silver lining. But you got to give a, a big shout out. I want to give a big shout out to uh, the captain of the Denmark team, who essentially a lot of people are saying saved his life. Um, Simon. Kyer, I apologize if I butchered that, but he ran over and made sure that Christian Eriksen didn't swallow his tongue, who he went into cardiac arrest, um, basically had a heart attack, and he is the hero of this entire situation. Um, there's a couple of heroes in this, but he basically, uh, he's been he's being coined a hero um, in Europe and around the world for saving Christian Eriksen's life. And he orchestrated the players to shield away cameras um, from the scene to shield away anyone else other than the medical staff. And it's important to note that Christian Eriksen, no history of heart problems, 
Um, which is another thing that like just fucking it blew my mind, dude. And I was talking about it with my buddy Josh at the gym. And I was just talking about it with a bunch of people, you know, through Twitter and just in general, even my pops too. Like my dad isn't in the best shape in the world. And he's like, dude, you want me to start running and jogging and, and biking? And then this fucking guy is in a top one of one percenter. Professional soccer players, in my opinion, are the best conditioned athletes in the world in team sports. Now, swimmers might be different and all that. But when it comes to team sports, I don't think soccer players are at the bottom of being in shape, right? I know MMA and boxers are in phenomenal shape too, but when it comes to team sports, I can't think of better conditioned athletes. Their bodies are slated to go 90 minutes, 45 and 45 minutes, no stoppages in between, constant running back and forth. Yeah, there's ways that you could finagle yourself around and not have to go 100 miles per hour at all times, but conditioning-wise, I mean, you look at their bodies, they're in sensational shape, and he's all these clubs in Europe have top of the food chain medical staffs and there were no indications of any heart issues in the past. They didn't have COVID, right? Reports are coming out that he was he wasn't vaccinated, but he never had COVID in the past either. And he made sure the captain that is, Simone Kyer, made sure that before the medics got there, he secured his neck and cleared airways for them to be able to do CPR and grabbed his tongue so he didn't swallow his tongue. And just the look of it looked really, really scary. And there was one incident when the cameras panned to that scene of all the Denmark players around him, and his body's kind of just like twitching. And that's when they're using the defibrillator, and they, they brought him back to life. He was dead. Like, the reports are that he was he was out. They brought him back to life. And shout out to the medical staff, yo. Like, I don't know how much they're being paid. I'm, I'm sure they're not broke. But if there was ever a time to start a GoFundMe, if there was ever a time to start a, a Kickstarter of some kind or to give dudes a raise or girls, I, I don't know who the medical staff was, but whoever those people were, usually soccer medics are there to attend to a, a hamstring or a groin pull. Or just to kill time, spray that fucking whatever spray is, the cold spray to, you know, get them back out there. Even though they're probably just stalling for the other player to get a yellow card or stoppage time, whatever it might be. But I don't know if CPR and using defibrillators to bring a dude back from the dead is a part of their, you know, agenda. Every time they go to the pitch on a Saturday or Sunday, or in this case, I know it was Saturday, but the Euro Cup is every day now. Man. Uh, a big a big congrats and a very very good congrats not a sarcastic congrats to that medical staff for for being able to save that dude's life and it was just a scary scary scene and you know one issue that i did have with social media and just in general was all the outrage towards espn for the way they handled it right and the way it was handled, it could have been handled differently. But my issue is that we tend to do this a lot as people um, pile on culture, not cancel culture. That's that's not where we're going at here. But the pile on, right? Like people, you know, a couple of tweets surface of ESPN. How dare they show Christian Erickson's lady on the sideline crying, not knowing what's going to happen. The captain, again, Kyer walking over and consulting her, too. And they're showing her in tears and distraught. 
They're showing the players crying. They're showing him on the ground twitching. And look, the way I would have approached this if I was in production and the way I feel like it should have been handled is no different than when there's a streaker or a fan that runs onto the field or onto the court in any sporting event. And that's you don't give that dude the time of day or that girl the time of day. You don't show them. You'll see them initially until they get an idea of like what's going on and then they just pan to players or pan to the sideline or do crowd shots or you know oh back back to the studio to you michelle or whatever other person is there hosting at the studio because that's the way you don't want to bring attention to the streaker and to the fan because that's what they're doing it they're doing it for the cloud they're doing it to get attention and to cause an uproar so you ignore them that's what I would have done if I was in production, if I was working at ESPN or, or a camera guy there. I would just pan to the fans or bring it back to Del Piero and, and Taylor Twellman and all those guys, Tim Howard and Christian Fuchs, all the people that are covering this event for ESPN. So the way that was handled, I probably would have handled it differently. But then again, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we always seem to have the answers to the test after the fact like i hate when people are like oh i would have done this i would have done that and even me like i'm saying that now but you, you just never know until you're in that situation but when when it was a, uh, a play like that a couple of years ago many many years ago it was kevin ware on louisville and then in the i believe it was the elite eight of the final four ncaa tournament dude broke his like his leg just snapped in half like at the at the, at the fibula and that was a really gruesome injury. It's, you know, Paul George, when he got hurt in the Olympics, they don't, not the Olympics. Well, it was the Olympic trials in Vegas. Thomas Mackshiner, shout out, great arena. Not really a great arena, but good times. You don't show that. Dak Prescott, they show it initially, but then they didn't show that injury again because it was so gruesome and it was so terrifying. And you don't want to relive that if your family and friends are a dude, Christian Erickson, having to see that. And... The the silver lining in all of this is that they brought him back, and as he's being stretchered off the field, they show him awake with his hand on his face. I put that on my Instagram. I tweeted it out too. But the drama didn't end there. The drama doesn't end there. They postpone the game. The game is not going to be played on. And then word is is that the Denmark players and the Finland players, because Christian Eriksen – I mean, talk about a captain and talk about not caring about his well-being, worried about others. He comes out and says, are you guys okay? Like, you guys experienced this. And apparently he gave them the cosign to go on and play. But then the Finland and Denmark game starts. And as it's starting, the Danish players are out there and they're warming up and they're fucking crying. I didn't have it in me to bet Finland because I would have felt like such a piece of shit. But I told my pops, I was like, yo, there's no way Denmark's going to win this game. Like, it's either going to end 0-0 or Finland's going to win. These players are not, their head's not there, dude. Like, when my buddy passed away, Sergio, I couldn't do jujitsu for like three months. Could you imagine being on the field as one of those players, knowing that your, your, your brother in arms, your teammate, was about to die and then you got to go out and play a game like that's that's a lot i would have i i was comfortable with whatever the result of that was going to be whether they resumed it if all the players agreed to it that that's a that's a them issue 
because a lot of them have been complaining about the result, but they all agreed to go back out there. But they should have just postponed it to the day after, the day after that, and, and played it later on. Because man, you just you just watch all the players. The goalies crying, teammates are crying, and this is this is after. This isn't when they're they're shielding to protect him. We're talking about later on on the restart. They're warming up, and then Finland goes on and wins. And you know Denmark misses a penalty kick, which is something Christian Eriksen would have took. But all that is irrelevant. All that doesn't matter. Uh, I'm sure Denmark. All those players would sign up to lose that game if it means saving the life of their teammate, which is a duh kind of question I just posed or scenario. But my my big issue was the whole pile on culture, how everyone was attacking ESPN and the people in the booth and the cameras. Look, it's just hard for you to have the answers at the time. Um, some people in crisis react different than others. The Denmark captain, Simone Simone Kyer being uh, a guy who stepped up to the plate and just delivered an absolute walk-off home run the way he handled it. Uh, I really think he should be... They they should give him... The Euro Cup and UEFA should give him a reward of some kind. Um, you know, player of the tournament, sort of like a consolation prize um, because the way he handled that whole situation is the reason why he wears that armband for Denmark. So, scary scene. All signs point to Christian Eriksen being able to recover from this. There are some rumors that he might not play again. He might elect to retire. Is a dude who made a lot, a lot of money and has won a lot, a lot of championships um, in his in his time. Uh, has made a name for himself. One of the best players Denmark has ever had. But again, ultimately, none of that matters. The fact that he's still here is the biggest win of the weekend but i would love to hear your thoughts man tell me what you guys think you can leave a a comment on the post on twitter or on instagram for this uh you could write a review on itunes that would that would mean a lot too but just the way it was uh the way it was handled um it's a little bit of a a a good and bad the way it was handled but ultimately he's here you know Casper uh, Schumichael uh he told the broadcast that uh he went and he visited Christian Eriksen and it was damn nice to see him smile and laugh and be himself so he gave us a lot of clarity so and they're all going to be playing for Christian Eriksen moving forward obviously um from a soccer standpoint big blow for Denmark that they're not going to have their best player for the rest of the tournament, but you know, from having him be in cardiac arrest and almost having to see him die on the field to being able to laugh and see him smile, I think that's a big win for Denmark and all its players. So, yeah, yeah, it was tough, man. It was tough. It was the. It sucks that soccer made Twitter crash for a couple of minutes. Uh, none of my tweets were loading up. But it was it was unfortunate that it was because of something so drastic. But, yeah, it's something that I think the De Denmark players should be proud of themselves the way they handled that and also the medical staff, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fucking hats off to them. All right, let's talk a little bit about the NBA right now. So, got a pod coming out on Wednesday. Alan and I are going to be on the Locker Room app. If you guys haven't downloaded the Locker Room app, it's a free app. It's very similar to Clubhouse, but Locker Room is more team-centered, sports-centered. And every Tuesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I host a room on Locker Room. Come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on over and check it out. Hang out with us. And uh, you get called up on stage, ask questions, the whole nine. So there'll be links to that as well in this episode. That locker room conversation is going to be the Wednesday podcast. Going to try and have that up Wednesday. So if you do miss that, you'll be able to get a sneak peek as to what that is and what you'll be hearing. And then Friday, there'll be a there'll be an NBA podcast, a uh, little bit more of a deep dive. And then the People's Podcast the following Monday. So uh, cranking out more and more content. Yeah, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash veterans minimum. Okay, NBA playoff update as we wrap up. So out west, sweep, brooms up for the Phoenix Suns. 4-0 sweep, Phoenix takes care of business. I got to say, all I know, ever since Kendall Jenner came into the picture for Devin Booker, it's been stock up. My guy's been balling. Absolutely bowling. And, of course, it does help that he has Chris Paul also, who many people are starting to say is the best point guard of all time. And he's starting to – he just needs a championship. If he gets a championship, that discussion will gain a lot more momentum because it's probably like Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, uh, John Stockton, probably like pure point guards, pass-first point guards. Where it's funny how the NBA has changed, right? If you were a score first point guard like 10 years ago, it was like, oh, you can't draft that dude. But now it's like, if you can't score and you're a point guard, like you can't draft that dude. (laughs) So it's just funny to see how the league has evolved, right? It used to be like you have to get the big guy. Now it's, do you even need a big guy? Um, But if you're an Aiton supporter and the way he's been playing and this, you know, I like this Phoenix Suns team, man. I tweeted it out. Uh, it's been months now, but they reminded me a lot of the Miami Heat last year. Obviously, no bubble, but they just checked a lot of the boxes of a team that, you know, they got that grizzled vet in Chris Paul, the way the Heat got that grizzled vet in Jimmy Butler. They had a lot of young pieces with upside that finally clicked, right? Bam at a bio for the Heat, Devin Booker for the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, different kind of players, I'm not, but I'm saying just their trajectory, was very similar. And then you had like these like young young bucks on, on the roster that were making some noise. And also, you know, the common 
common guy in both of these is that tough guy in Jay Crowder, too. So Crowder's been balling for Phoenix as well. But look, Denver, it was only a matter of time before that was going to happen because the moment that Jamal Murray went down, it was only, it was, uh, you know, the hourglass was running out on them. And Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, you got what you got from him. And, you know, I don't understand how that was a flagrant foul to end that game. Well, to end the series for them, but shout out to that fan in in the Denver game, in the Denver's arena, excuse me, who they got into the fight, which I'm not a fan of fan fights. I hate that shit. It's one of the reasons why I hate going to sporting events. It's fucking corny to me if you fight at a sporting event. Like, I'm just trying to go there with my boys and hang out. I might be going with a plus one. I might be bringing my kid. I don't have a kid, but, you know, like, I have... I have older friends that are having kids now and shit or have kids. And like, yo, I can't bring my daughter to a fucking Yankee game when they play the Red Sox and there's going to be beer and shit. And someone's going to tell me to go suck, suck cock and just going to a fight's going to break out in front of, you know, my seven year old Susan. So it's just it's just crazy. But it was the funniest part of that video is no one got flatlined. And he was just like, sons in four, sons in four. And then they won in four. Give that guy series tickets to the next time the Suns play. But look, it was just too much firepower for Denver to overcome. The Utah and Clippers series, very similar to Milwaukee and Brooklyn. The home teams have taken advantage of home court. Um, I think that Utah Clippers series is going to go seven. And Utah at home is a tough place to play and to beat them at home. I believe this year they only had four losses at home, two of them being to Minnesota, which is mad random because Minnesota is one of the worst teams in the league. But I'm fascinated to see what happens in that series. Um, I've noticed that the role players really play well at home, which has been the common narrative throughout playoff history. Uh, by the way, Clippers and the Bucks both covered the first half in both of their games down 0-2. The system lives. The system is back. Um, Brooklyn and the Bucks Going to do a deeper dive on the NBA pod coming out later this week. But listen, it comes down to one thing and one thing only. No Kyrie, no Harden. Durant is basically back on that rookie team he was with the Supersonics. If you don't have... You can afford not having all three at once if you have two of the three. But if you have only one, it's going to be quiet for you. The only time it works is when Harden is on the floor by himself and they let him do that Houston shit with like Joe Harris and some of the other guys on the team. You know, Jeff Green and Blake is out there with Harden doing the Houston Rockin' stuff and like Tyler Johnson on the team. But that's only for like spurts. If you don't have those other two guys, it's quiet. And look, Milwaukee stepped up, man, got pummeled in game two and they took care of business in game three and four. Now game five against Brooklyn is going to be massive. And that's tomorrow night, Tuesday night. So I'm excited for that. And then Atlanta and Philly. Um, look, Embiid is just Embiid's just dogging them. 35-10. 35-10 in this series. And it seems like the Sixers are doing what everyone else should have done. Well, what the Knicks should have done. Um, against against Trey Young. It's just put a body on him. Throw different bodies at him. And tire them out defensively. So that's it for now. Um, I really wanted to rant a little bit about the Christian Eriksen stuff and the stuff that happened in the Euro Cup. But there'll be more content coming out this week. 
Thank you all for the continued support. Shout out to all the members of the Patreon as always. And we'll catch you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.